Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 20 of your favorite Celtics podcast, Chasing Banners. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck, where you can basically, anything you need to know about me, you can find on my Twitter account, my blog, my YouTube, everything that I talk about sports music related is on there. And just like the previous 19 episodes, I am joined by my beautiful, wonderful, uh, out of this planet co-host, Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, how's it going, bud? It's going well. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yep. Look at fixing the beard, the mustache. Feeling yourself before we get going. You know what I mean? Look good, good, feel good. I'm just making sure um, this 20th episode, I'm just looking as good as the other 19. So I got to check myself. (laughs) I'm I'm doing good though. Um, Welcome back everyone to Banners. Uh, 20 episodes, man. Jeez. Hey, it's a milestone. Yeah, no, 20. Um, we're, we're definitely moving. This is awesome. Um, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter actually at 401 Sheehan. Um, you can find all my stuff. I talk Celtics. I'm just silly all the time. Um, and then I'll, I'll plug my stuff at the end. So let's just get into some great Celtics talk here, Dante. Yeah, let's get into it, bro. I mean, last week when we had our return episode, um, I, I do want to say that was one of our um, most viewed episodes. I think it was our most downloaded since the very first one that we did. So everyone that listened um, to new listeners, everyone, you know, just thank you for checking us out and listening to what uh, two kids, two young 20 year old kids that really, you know, just love talking about sports. We appreciate you guys always checking in, listening to us, arguing, agreeing, whatever it may be. So thank you guys for always checking in with us. We have, you know, oh. last week we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about um, Boston's offseason, Gordon Hayward. Uh, we talked a little bit about James Harden coming to Boston. Uh, we asked if, you know, we think this team this year is better than last year. And so if you want to check out any of that stuff, you can find it. Um, the last episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. But this week... We have a few things to talk about. There's not too much Celtics news, not too much new stuff, but there are a few things. The NBA did release their uh, the first half of the uh, the schedule. They're doing it in halves because you know just with COVID and everything going on, they want to get um, one part of it, one half of it done, and then later on they'll put together the remaining of the schedule. I think they cut it off around the All Star break, which is going to be in March this year, I believe, or at the end yes. of February. So yeah. they're trying to align it with that, and then we'll. We'll get the remaining games when we get them, but we got the first few now. So what we wanted to talk about was just a few games that we noticed that we think will be the most enjoyable to watch or just games that really stick out to us that they're gonna, it's going to be must-watch basketball. So, Ryan, I want uh, the floor is yours. I want you to get into your four games, what, which ones you think are going to be the best ones and, and why you think that. So to start off, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks game. Uh, first game of the season right away. Um, we actually just talked about it. The Celtics kind of got shafted and <laughs> all their good games like right at the beginning of the season. So um, they're going to they're gonna start their season with Milwaukee, and I'm excited for it. Uh, and I'm excited why? Because I want to see the duo of Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I want to see how our boys, uh, you know, with a little bit of a shift in the team roster, can go up against Giannis. Um, Last year, they were the team to beat in the East, and you better bet they're going to be the team to beat in the East again this year. Um, I don't think Milwaukee um, – Milwaukee, Miami. I don't think Milwaukee um, – oh, my gosh. Right. Don't think <laughs> – hey, I don't think – Deep Milwaukee, breaths. Yes. Deep breaths. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't think Miami. Okay, we got it. We got there. There it is. There I don't think is. Miami is the team to beat in the East this year, even though they made it to the finals. I agree. Um, I, I think it's still going to be Milwaukee. So I'm really excited for that game just to uh, see how we can start off um, and just really see how the roster looks without Gordon Hayward and um, see if Jalen Brown and uh, a couple other guys can get some more uh, touches and be more impactful. Um, so do you want me to go through all four? Yeah, just give your four. All right, and I'll all right go great, after. great, great, great. So my second is this is my favorite day of the year, not just because I get presents all day, but because NBA basketball is on all day. And all day, because maybe. the Celtics are playing the Brooklyn Nets. Very, very, very interesting. Very good matchup. Very let's interesting. See, let's see if Mr. Irving visits his old team. <laughs> um, and to remind fans, it's not only the Celtics he he avoids, just letting you know. He avoids um, everyone. He avoids the Cavs very much so also. Um, I'm very excited for this for two reasons. One, he's not even a Celtics player. Kevin Durant is coming back. I yep. just – I love Kevin Durant. That'll so be much. his second game back, I think. So Yeah, I think it will be. And he's one of the best scorers all time. I'm really excited to see how he can adapt um, to his Achilles injury. Um you know, I don't think we're going to see the explosiveness explosiveness he used to have, but you better believe the Celtics got to get ready because he's a scorer. That's what he is, a mm-hmm. scorer first, and he's a walking bucket. I'm very excited to see them match up for a second reason because can, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I just, can, I, I, can I just throw in a little thing about Kevin Durant there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, well, well one, uh, I, I want to kind of ask you this question. Where do you think Kevin Durant ranks as, like, all-time scorers? All time, scores. all time. Like not, you don't have to give me a specific number. You can be like top five, top ten, whatever, whatever you think. I don't. I don't think you can even put him past like. I don't even know if you could put him past five. I or or, like, or eight, even yeah, at, at most I, eight. The reason why I ask is I, I think he's top three easily. I think personally, he's the most naturally gifted scorer in NBA history, just like with his height and scoring and everything. Yeah. One thing about Kevin Durant, and I've said this in the past, and I'll, I'll still agree to it. He's not going to be where he was before. He's not no. going to be the same player with an Achilles injury. It's nothing against him. It's the injury. Yeah, but it is. The thing with Kevin Durant is that he's not a primary ISO player. Like he has different parts of his game, but ISO is a strong part of his game and how he gets his buckets. That Achilles injury isn't going to take much away from that. It'll take away the explosiveness, like you said, driving, right. dunking. But, like, the ability to shoot and, like, extend his range, like, literally going 30, 35 feet shooting, that's not going to change. So, as, nope. as much as he might look different or he might not play the same way, I think he's still going to be as dangerous and maybe even, like, more dangerous in the sense that he'll be more deadly when it comes to shooting and getting that bucket off compared to, you know, Focus more on that than driving. So I just wanted to say that I'm looking no, for Kevin Durant return. I, you know, he's bounced around. He's been on teams. He's made decisions that people don't necessarily agree on. But throughout all that, he still remained. He was the best player in the NBA before he got hurt. Right. I don't think he's going to be the best player when he comes back. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing him back on the court. But that that's just why I wanted to say you can keep going. The scariest thing you can do is give a man time. And that's what Kevin Durant has been given. And doubt. And doubt. Doubting him. So we'll see. Yeah. I I just don't know how you could even doubt Kevin Durant. It does like you look at him and um, I know they're two different players, but Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant went through the same thing and he adapted to it. Dude, Kevin Durant 
You don't think Kevin Durant's going to do the same thing? He showed up. He still played that one finals game, hit three threes, had 11 points in the first quarter, and then got hurt again. He literally was playing on one leg. Like, I don't care what people say. He was, like, just so hurt at that time, and he still got buckets. He's going to come back 100%, and he is going to still be getting buckets. No matter what we look at, it might be a little different, but he he is still going to get buckets. So that's why I want to say there, Ryan, you you keep going. Whatever you want to say, keep going. I love the input, though. I completely agree oh, with you, you on all of that. Thank you. Um, so the second reason, I was saying the second reason why I'm excited for this Brooklyn game is just because I want to see um, the Kyrie Irving and it's the Celtics matchup. I just want to see it. We haven't seen it. It'll be good because uh, there'll be no fans there, so I yeah. think he'll actually enjoy it. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a lot to do with it is just the fans, and I, I don't think he wants to, you know, want – mean words thrown his way <laughs> hey so. when, when i went to the celtics game last year uh when when the nets were in town and Kyrie didn't show up they were brutal to him and he wasn't even there right <laughs> now if he was there i can imagine there would have been some people that were going to be getting thrown out like uh, I, genuinely like they were it was crazy i i i believe Kyrie irving will not miss this one at all i he think shouldn't. there will be no fans there so there's no excuse um, I think that's also just going to be a very good matchup for um, our team early in the season. Mm-hmm. We really, it, it, it's not really an issue to me that we're getting stacked at the beginning of the year. Um, it's a test. I, it's a test. Yes. 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 It's a test more than anything. And I think even if we have uh, a struggle at the beginning of the season, I don't think it's going to be anything like it, like, like it was years ago when we started mm-hmm. like, Oh, it won't be, if we go on two against these teams, um, I wouldn't be fine with it, but it being more as um, taking it as experience and yeah. what to fix, and it will it will really tell uh, this team what they really need to work on. Um, so I'm excited for that. My third game of the season. This is what I believe could be a potential finals matchup. Um, January 30th, Los Angeles Lakers. Book it. LeBron should've, James should have been a finals matchup. Yes, should have been. Should have been. LeBron James, AD, and a whole new team coming to Boston. Basically, yeah. Yep. Dennis Schroeder. Even better than last year. Oh, yeah. Better than last year, for sure. Better than last year. Um, I'm excited for that one, too, because I want to see Tatum and JB go up against LeBron. We've seen it in the past. They've dunked on LeBron, both of them. Um, They don't shy away from who he is and when it's time to play, it's time to play. And mm-hmm. you better believe that both JB and JT are going to show up for this game. So I'm excited for this one. I'm also excited to see how our bigs will be able to handle Anthony Davis and Marcus Gasol because that's really going to be the challenge. Um, Tristan Thompson's going to have a lot of work. I'm hoping Rob Williams matures his game a little bit more this year. He won't bite as much as pump fakes. So maybe we'll be able to use him in those games. Um, it's going to be a test. I, I think there's no way to double anyone on this team because it's, it's AD and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Giannis or, or Joel Embiid or something like that, you could, but not the Los Angeles Lakers. So um, I think that's going to be a very big test for us this year. Finally, February 23rd, actually going away to Dallas. I am excited, very, very excited for this game. Because Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic, the two guys you hear in the arguments for best under 25-year-old player in the league, and they are the ones, one and two, two and one, however you want to put them, right? It does not matter. 
these are two guys that are going to be running this league in a very mm-hmm. few years. Like they're both top 10, you know, Jason Tatum's fringe. I don't know if you could put him in top 10 right but he's, now. He's floating. After, after he's this floating. Se- yes. After this season, I believe he will be. Donkic is there. He's, yes. He's yes. absolutely top oh, 10. Oh, yes. There's absolutely. no debate at this point. He's top absolutely. 10. Yeah. No debate at all. So I'm very excited for that matchup because I want to see how Tatum goes against Doncic. Um, I know the Ma- the Mavericks made a couple moves. They got rid of Seth Carey, who actually came to the East. Um, but that matchup, it's going to be um, a battle for sure mm-hmm. because Chris Tapps, Porzingis, um, that's another guy we got to worry about. That's going to be another test for our bigs. And, you know, every test that we're given – is strengthening our team and helping to figure out what we need to fix. So, you know, all four of these games, you know, I look at tough tests, but what I also look at is opportunity to improve and to fix what we really need to fix. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing how, you know, Neesmith um, works with these teams and how we'll be able to use them against these teams. Cause you know, last year, and what we've been missing in the past is really that guy we can bail out to, you know, just chuck it yep. uh, to the corner or to the wing and he'll bang it down for us. And that's what we've been missing. So um, with all these four games, you're also getting the floor opened up way more for our two guys, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because of the addition of Nee Smith and a few more guys. So yeah. those are my four. I think they're pretty good four to look at. And there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But there we go. Yeah, no, those are some great picks, Shane. I mean, listen, like, I basically agree with all of them there. I mean, to, to start the season, they're throwing the Bucks, the Nets at us. Uh, I'm looking at the beginning of the schedule right now. Then we have to play the Pacers two games in a row, Grizzlies, Pistons, Raptors, Heat. Like, our, our starting schedule is going to be a little rough, but at the same time, it's like you said, it's a test. And yeah, right. honestly, the beginning, the first few games of the year, <laughs> some of my favorites because I love it when, like, your favorite team like we'll say a Celtics let's let's say the Celtics blow out Milwaukee game one let's just say hypothetically they do that turns into oh my god the Celtics are the best team they're winning it all after one game but on the other hand we lose whether it's a nail biter or it's a blowout it's going to be oh blow up the team they need to make a trade it's can the the Celtics hang with the powerhouses every (laughs) single year so I'm looking forward to those two games just to see how they do actually play um, and just to see those reactions. So I, I am looking forward to those. Um, so my favorite games, my, I have a, a few similar to you. The first one I'm looking forward to is against the Miami Heat. Um, it, honestly, they're playing them on January 6th and the 10th. They're playing in Miami the 6th, Boston the 10th. I don't care which one. Probably the home game is going to be the one that's going to be better. But both of those games are going to be so important to the Celtics. That are two games that the Celtics should have circled on their calendar because the Heat, no doubt the Celtics in the playoffs no doubt sent them home when everyone knew that the Celtics should have been the team that faced the Lakers regardless of whether or not you believe they could have beat them or not that's another story the Celtics should have been in Miami spot no matter what way you look at it they didn't show up they played you know not saying that Miami's uh much worse by any means but the the Celtics played down to their competition the Heat played up they they embarrassed them. They ran us off the court. So those are two very important games the Celtics need to focus on. We need to see how they combat guys like Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler. I said, we listen, we, Tyler Hero lit us up. 
And with Aaron Naismith, I think he's our Tyler Hero. So let's I was see how about he, to say. let's see how he goes up against him. Let's see if Tristan Thompson is the guy that could that can contain Bam Adebayo, that can control him from doing the things they did to us in the playoffs. I think this game is going to be a real test to see who truly is the better team with, between the two. I think the Celtics are the better team. They should be the better team. But listen, I mean. Miami, they're there. They made the whatever. No matter how they did it, they made the finals. They're right. they're the reigning defending Eastern Conference champions, and for that respect, they should be ranked ahead of us. And I'm totally fine because of that. I do think the Celtics are the better team, and if they want to prove that, they need to win these games. So that's well, that's one, two of them. But against the Miami Heat, though, that's my first team. Real quick, yeah, go ahead. So we talked about it um, back in the uh, bubble days. Yep. We both firmly believe that both these teams like matched up like almost ex- Dude, exactly. Dude, I said before yeah. the bubble, I said the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat were my two sleeper teams, and they both right. made it to the conference finals. The Heat made it to the finals. Like that, Our dark Miami teams. was like that was a team that was perfect for the bubble. Like, will they be that good this year? Like, did they just take advantage of the bubble? We'll, we'll find out. Was right. it just like a one-time thing where they just kind of like you know just got hot at the right moment? We'll find out. That's what these games are going to show us, whether or not they're real or it was just, you know, a, a one-time thing. But right. we'll see when we get there. And we'll, I mean, we'll see how they do to start the year two. The second game I have is on February 7th, and this is during Boston's Western Con- annual Western Conference road trip against the Phoenix Suns. I love there's this no, game. There's no rivalry. Okay. There's no beef. There's no nothing like that. But the Suns are going to be good this year. They're going to be like an Oklahoma City Thunder in the West last year. They're going to be a sleeper team. And if everything clicks and if everything works out by the playoff time, they'll be considered a team that could upset like a top team in the West. Kind they're, of like more, they're more talented than the OKC oh, team. much more talented than OKC was last year. I think the pieces that – I mean, first of all, I mean, Devin Booker. I mean, he was better than anyone on that Thunder team by a mile. Right. That, you know what I mean? And then – Aiton is, in my opinion, he's an up-and-coming center. I think he's going to be one of the best big men, uh, one of the best young big men uh, in the league. So I think he's special. Now you have Chris Paul next to him. Yep. You got. Oh all. my gosh. I mean, I can. Perfect. I can what, a, what a perfect like they complement each other perfectly. Great. Exactly. Perfect. And, and it's not only on the court, but like off the court. Like Chris Paul is going to teach Devin Booker and Aiton so much. Like he's right. going to be the leader that they've needed to like actually take them to that next level as far as like maturity and everything. Exactly. Like they've ne- like Devin Booker especially. He's never had someone like that. So and then that you mix it in with all the other pieces they have. I, I can't list them all at the top of my head but I, I know that team is pretty sacked so that, that's gonna be a great game uh, the next one I have you said it against Dallas I mean Donkic Tatum I mean that the two best young players Donkic is top 10 Tatum is on his way to being top 10 I mean and the, the Mavs are you know you watch them in the playoffs against the Clippers they're fun as hell to watch and they can upset they can beat anyone Donkic right. can literally he'll put on she'll put up a 40 point triple double on anyone the dude is 20 what was it? he's only 21 he turns 22 in february dude it's a, it's it we're older baffles than him. Jeez, me I'm, yeah man. we're older than him by a we're good 22 amount. yeah i'm older than him by a, wait like he's a 22 year. in february i think he's 22 in february i'm gonna check be right 20 now, but, i'm gonna be 23 in february let Jeez. me look it up right now i'm pretty sure his birthday is uh i'm he, only like a, i'm only like a few weeks older than tatum also uh, i'm only tatum is two months older than me so he is all right. So he his birthday is February twenty eighth, uh, nineteen ninety nine. 
He's 21 right now. I'm February 11th, so wow, I'm almost a whole doesn't that year older. You, doesn't that make you feel sad? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, it baffles me. The kid's 21 years old. He's a top 10 player. This is going to be his third year in the NBA. I don't know how long this kid's going to play. I don't know. I don't know how much better you can get, but it's going to be a joy a, to watch. I can't incredible. wait. I can't wait. The, the, the Luca is so much fun to watch. Does the he, Mavs are going to. Do you think he has a better start to his career than what LeBron James has? Yes. yes. I think like I don't I think, think so. I don't even know I how you so. could say he doesn't. It's playing it's dude, I'm telling you, it's playing overseas. This is why I I put I like respect, not that I respect players more, but like I think more highly of players that started overseas than came over to play in the NBA cuz you play overseas. Luka Doncic is playing professional basketball at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. Say what you want like oh, it's not NBA competition. I get that, but he's still playing professionals in their twenties and thirties as a teenager. Right, that makes you better. And he was their be- and he was the, one of the best players. And I think he was Real Madrid. He mm-hmm. was one of the best players in that in that conference in the con- whatever it was at sixteen. And he was doing it for years. Like he won so many awards. The, the dude, it's because he's going to be special. But but Dante, it's because mm-hmm. he's foreign. He's not good. <laughs> That's why it's that European. All the NBA, all the NBA experts told me, bro. It's because yeah, he's foreign. It has to be. That's 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 exactly what it is. But <laughs> regardless, that is going to be a fun game to watch. You mentioned it. Uh, it's 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 definitely circling on my calendar. I think that is um, February twenty third. So that will be a fun. How game to watch. how exciting is that though? Like we're talking about Luka Doncic, but it goes to show really. Um, the amount of influence that has come from the NBA the past like 15 years that Mm -hmm. we're not just talking about LeBron James, right? When we talked, that's what I was trying to say. Like LeBron James was really the only one that was coming up other than his draft class right? with like Melo and those guys. But you look at, there's a handful of guys, all those Mm -hmm. guys around the league. It's like, yeah. you, can't, you can't decide which one is actually going to be running the league. That like You know what we, I mean? Like I LeBron mean, James, the... everyone knew. But Luka Doncic, it could be Luka Doncic. It could be Jason Tatum. It, it literally could be Zion. These we've, had these, exactly. we've had it's these discussions so many before big where it's like, who would you build your team around? And it's like, you look at these guys and it's you rank them like – like start bench cut or like who'd you rank them it's so but that, tough that, but you do that but then it's like you put someone third and it's like i don't want it to make it seem like i think this guy is that much worse than right them. Like, right like you literally can't go wrong with like just out of those three we'll just say tatum donkic and zion like yeah. you can't go wrong with any of those guys mm-hmm. like they all have like different types of skill sets they might have you know they might be more strong stronger at like you know perimeter shooting for Tatum he's a better perimeter shooter than Donkic and Zion but Zion's a better finisher than both of the like, right. you know it's just like they all have different parts of the games that are better than other it, the league is in very good hands yeah <laughs> yeah very we'll just say that very sustainable hands <laughs> yeah I think when um I, I saw a tweet it was like guys that are like getting up there in age and like close to retiring like LeBron Curry um, Thompson, Mello, uh, Mello's in Mello, there too. like a bunch of guys like that, right? And it's just like, damn, that's crazy. Like those are guys we grew up watching, but now it's like, just think of the kids that are coming up now. Like, think of the the great years of basketball we have ahead of us. To oh watch. yeah, like it's Dude, it's, it's that's, really that's awesome. what I'm saying though. It's just like it's unbelievable to think how you can't just dis- like say one distinct guy is going to run the league. Like it's just yeah, there's it, so many guys around the league. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I agree. It's amazing. Um, so my last game I'm going to throw in there is against the Clippers on March 2nd. I like I like you all the games you said, Ryan. I 100 percent agree, and I'd say them. I'd 
literally go over it again. Um, but the Clippers, I feel like, you know, just the way they went out last year, I think this is going to be kind of like a revenge tour for them. I think that they're going to have the biggest chip on their shoulder out of any NBA team just because of, you know, how they went out and just how, you know, the expectations. I mean, it was right championship. I mean, was it championship or bust last season? No, but like it should it have been. I mean, you put that team together, win a title and you didn't win a title. It's a failure. So I think they will be out for blood this year. They're definitely just going to be looking to tear it up. Um, at that point in March, I think, you know, you, you made your comparisons. People were saying Tatum's the next Paul George, Sam is this and that. Tatum right now is much better than Paul George. I think that the Celtics team is going to match up. There's fantastic. no argument. No, no argument. There's no, no. There is, if you tell me that Paul George is better than Jason Tatum, I'm not even going to like, I'll try to argue with you. But like, I just, after watching last year and especially the playoffs, like it, I don't know. You, Especially you, I don't, how both have started their careers. I don't even know if Paul George is top 15 anymore. I, 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 I think he's top 20, but if he is, he's like right at the end of it. Tatum's top 13, 14 right now, in my opinion. He's definitely top 15. But I yes, think he's floating yes. around like 12, 13. That's 14. what I'm saying. He's fringe top yeah, 10. Yeah, he's better like, than he will, Paul George. He will by the end of the season, no doubt. By the end of this upcoming season – I think he, Jason I Tatum he is going to be a top 10 NBA player and it's not going to be like, Oh, he's top 10 and people are going to argue it. It's going to be that he's top 10 and there's going to be no debating it. You can't. Yeah. Right. He's going to be top 10. Just the, the trajectory, the trajectory that he's on right now, you know, losing Hayward, uh, more touches coming his way, more of a leadership role. I mean, Tristan Thompson at his opening uh, press conference was saying like Jason Tatum, like if he speaks up, we'll listen. Like he's earned that right, that respect where he can, like take charge where he can be the leader of this team because he has enough experience and he obviously has enough talent where if he says something, people will listen to him and he'll be respected. And he's starting to come into his own in that sense with maturity. I think he is going to become a phenomenal playmaker next season. Cause I think, you know, losing Hayward Kemba is going to be gone a little bit. He, the next part of his game he needs to focus on is his playmaking getting his teammates more involved as well as his defense. I think he did, I think he improved more than I ever thought he would last year when it comes to defense. So he's pretty good there. Um, he obviously, I, he wants to become an elite defender, which I think he will not yet, but playmaking is his next big thing. I would love to see him average four or five assists a game. Maybe not five is a little too much. I'd say maybe four. Um, but yeah, I think he is going to light up the Clippers. I think just with Jalen Brown as well, like those two guys are just going to be able to take it to them. They still have Kawhi. You saw the highlights when they played last year and, Tatum was torching Kawhi and when he was defending him on uh, in the fourth quarter Tatum was torching Kawhi so that's gonna be a fun game to watch I mean those two games last year they had the Clippers Celtics Tatum hit the um the game winner and then the Celtics beat the Clippers at home uh that they tied that series one and one and they those were like some of the best games of the year that those were two of the best NBA games uh that were played last year so that's gonna be a fun one um those are my four you gave I, I think the the ones that we gave those Get are forward. all very good. I like you guys should all like circle that those games on your schedule, grab a box of popcorn or something like that. Grab a soda, put your feet up and just get ready for those games. Cause those Can are going to be, do you want to just put those dates again real quick? Do you have the dates? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, okay. I, and then, I, and then I can run off my four dates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go first game against Miami is going to be January 6th. They play again on January 10th as well. Um, where were the other ones? Oh, uh, Celtics are playing the Suns on February 7th. 
the Celtics are playing the Mavericks on February 23rd, and yep. then the Celtics are playing the Clippers March 2nd. All right. Yep. So the Dallas game, uh, Dante and I both had the same. So February 23rd, um, that Milwaukee matchup, first game of the season, December 23rd. Um, the second matchup of the season is on Christmas, December 25th with Brooklyn. And January 30th will be the Los Angeles Lakers. So those are our uh, some picks days, right there. some good days to look forward to. Yes, very big days. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I think honestly, out of all those games, I might be excited for the Nets one the most, just yes. because of the, yes. just it being Christmas. Not just Kyrie, but Katie as well. Like people think, people are expecting them to be a top team in the East. I think they'll be a top four seed. I, I don't know how they'll look to start the year. Just you know, new environment, getting used to playing with each other. Um, I don't know how it will work in general, but I think it'll be an entertaining game regardless. I'm very, very interested in seeing how Kyrie Irving is going to play in front of no fans because this is basically going to like, we, and this was like the bubble. It's going to be like pickup kind of just like, you know, just going out and playing basketball and Kyrie Irving is disgusting at basketball. Yes. <laughs> I'm like thinking. I'm going to enjoy watching. I'm, think, I'm going to enjoy watching it, but I'm starting yeah. to think that he might light it up on Christmas. I yeah, could be wrong. Might. But he didn't play in the bubble, so we don't know how he plays. But if I'm just going off of Kyrie Irving, the the point guard, the basketball player, I'm terrified. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, wait, actually, I'm actually so yeah. Terrified. I'm saying I thought about that. Oh I was just like, we're in a bubble, no fans. Like this dude's gonna light it up. No, <laughs> like, it's, it's we like, just need to give it back to him. That's just what it's gonna come down you, to. You have never heard Dante and I say. We don't like Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. Yeah. Because no, Kyrie listen, Irving, the basketball Kyrie, player, is so much fucking fun to watch. And it's going to be in, terrific. Whether he and was, I'm so in, scared. <laughs> it's true. Dude, whether he was in Cleveland, Boston, or in Brooklyn, I have always envisioned him as a top three point guard in the NBA. Last year's a little different because he was hurt. And then, you know, yeah. Damian Lillard made the – Steph Curry was hurt too. Yeah, Damian Lillard, people making the – climbing up the ranks. But prior to that – from like 2015 to his last year in Boston, he's top three. He maybe oh, before ridiculous. 2015, ridiculous. he's top three point guard. I mean, talent wise, the dude has the best handles of all time. Yes. One of the best finishers for his size under the basket. One of the best ISO just, players. All just, time, one of the probably. best. The dude <laughs> like, knows how to play basketball. You can say what you want about him as a teammate at off court, whatever, but as a basketball player, He's one of the best. So you can't well, argue. well, hey, we'll get there when we get there. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Okay, it's just a thought that I had. I wanted to share it. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so kind of changing topics. We have two more things we we're going to talk about. A uh, one thing that came out, and this is like, this happens every year. These sports media sites put out these articles. They put out these like rankings where it, they're not accurate, but they get people to like me and you to talk. It's a trap every year, but we still do it. ESPN came out with their um, their playoff rankings or their top eight seeds for each conference going into next season. And they put the Boston Celtics at five in the East. They have it as the Bucks, the Raptors, the Heat, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Nets, Pacers, and Hawks. Now, let me start with this. Bucks number one fine with that i think they're gonna be the team that whether they lost in the second round or not they're still the team to beat in the east they have the most talented roster raptors at number two should not nope it should be miami miami should be the, the number two team in the east 
The Celtics beat the Sixers and the Raptors. Why the hell are they ahead of them? More so, why are the 76ers ahead of them? The Raptors, okay. Like, I, you, I can take the argument there, and I can tell you why you're wrong. But there's no argument with the 76ers. Oh, Ben Simmons wasn't in the playoffs when the Celtics, when the Celtics beat them. The Celtics swept them. The Celtics beat them 4-0. Whether or not they had Simmons or not, they were still going to lose. Maybe they lost in five or six. They're still going to lose. Celtics, and also without Hayward. At the time, I mean, we don't have him now. You can say what you want about Hayward, but we didn't have Hayward at the time, and he was our fourth uh, leading, uh, third, uh, fourth leading scorer. We beat the Sixers without Hayward. We took the Raptors, the defending champs, to a seven-game series where, I mean, if we're being honest with you, we almost lost because of the finish to game three. If that buzzer beer never went in, that, that series honestly could have been a sweep, a sweep or a gentleman's sweep at least. That went to seven games because of a very unfortunate situation that happened at the end of game three. Whatever. Celtics still beat them in seven games without Gordon Hayward. Then we lost to the Heat. Okay. The Celtics should not be fifth. I'm going to ask you where you think they should be ranked. I think the Celtics right now are the third best team in the Eastern Conference, and this goes back to what I said about the Heat. Right now I'm putting the Heat against Boston because they beat us. They beat us. It's fair. They should be listed ahead of us, at least for the time being. By the end of the year, I think as the year goes on, Boston will prove to be the second best team. I think Milwaukee will always still be that number one. They're going to be that team that that other Eastern Conference teams try to chase. Um, but they're always going to be number one. It's going to come down to, you know, the second best team. I think that's Miami. Uh, Miami right now, and Boston's right there. And then as the year goes on, it's gonna it's gonna flip. Um, but that's my opinion. I, I, like I said, they kind of just do these things to get us to talk. So. What, what do you have to say, Ryan? What, what do you have to say about this? So you said it was Milwaukee, Miami. My, Miami, Toronto, Miami. Toronto. Toronto Miami. Uh-huh. So Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, 76ers, Yep. and then us. Yes. And then Nets, Pacers, Hawks. Nets are too low. I, I think they'll be a top four seed. Or mm, the only they'll, be, reason- they'll be around four or five. I think that they'll it'll be – Harder for them to get a, a good seeding spot during the regular season, but when the playoffs come around, I think they'll be like talent, like where they are as a team, not looking at the rankings, they'll be one of the best teams in the East. To be honest with you, I think that's just them being conservative because they actually don't know what Brooklyn is going and that's to be fair. like. And, yes, that, and that's fair. fair. That's fair. fair. I, I, I understand that. New, understand new coach, that. new coach, you're having one of the best players all time come off an Achilles. You have Kyrie Irving and how he treats his team and Mm-hmm. you know acts as a teammate yeah there's changes in there that's conservative um i laugh at all of your faces if you actually <laughs> think the celtics are the fifth best team in the east actually every like, year this happens dude every single year they put us that like level. i laugh so hard in your face that literally like saliva just goes all over <laughs> it and everywhere you are like i don't care like i'm laughing that hard first of all milwaukee i respect second of all i oh my god i don't even nearly respect or whoever came up with Toronto S2. Toronto got I don't, worse. Yeah. I don't think they got they lost Ibaka and Gasol. They re-signed Van Vliet, but like I mean someone was drunk. At, someone you can was look drunk, at the baby. progression. Like I believe like you know Siakam and OG and you know Van Vliet like they're gonna get better, but they didn't make any like great additions to the team. They got um they Aaron lost B- Marcus also. They yeah, lost that's Marcus what, Serge Ibaka is a big loss. Like yes. whatever way Huge. you look at it, that's a Huge. big like he is a big like huge closer for that team like he's one he's he's who you want on the floor to like in clutch moments like at the end of games Serge Ibaka is the guy you want as your big man 
talk about a guy I've always wanted in Boston. Like, yeah. like I've yeah. always like Serge Ibaka is OKC games uh, days. I like he's always been just a very good player, mm-hmm. and that's like a guy. And you he's evolved. He was a defensive yes. monster, and then he started shooting threes and like right. actually being a, a competent offensive player. And it's just like, wow, this guy can do a little bit of everything. Right. I, would, he's, I mean, hands down. I mean, any day of the week, he wants to come to Boston. I mean, I know he's in LA now, but like. If you ever wanted to spot in Boston, please, I'll go to Logan Airport and I'll pick him up. Yeah, seriously, I'm, I'll drop <laughs> everything. I'll give him a ride to the TD. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm no come on, legit. come to Boston, Serge. I know you just signed a two-year, but <laughs> that's, that's that's a big loss. It is a big loss, and Serge Ibaka honestly is one of the reasons why Toronto was able to stay in that series with with us. Yeah, so uh, he was. Loss. He was one of the best players that series for them. So. Realistically realistically toronto will probably finish fourth mm-hmm. um so here let me keep going because i yeah, said keep going you got yeah you keep i won't interrupt you you keep going um toronto was second so yep. that means the heat are third so i agree with you i think the heat in toronto um should flip-flop at least for the preseason rankings um the philadelphia 76ers oh my gosh Ahead of the Celtics after getting swept? I don't even care if Ben Simmons didn't even play. There was no chance for them to even get out of that series with us. And we did it without Gordon Hayward. Um, again, who I said, um, Mr. Gordon Hayward, all that time he was <laughs> on that team. He wasn't even in the postseason. And the wasn't 76ers there. are supposed to be better than us. Gordon Hayward, it wasn't even there. We swept you. I don't even care if Ben Simmons didn't even play. You guys would get one win out of that series. Mm-hmm. Get off. Get off, man. Get away from me. What it really should be is Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Toronto, in my opinion, the Nets, and then you put the Sixers. Yeah, I don't go. think the Celtics are – and I don't think I don't think, I don't think the Sixers are a top five team. I mean, they finished sixth last year. Okay. They lost out. They got rid of Al Horford. They got the, Seth. They got okay. him. They made moves, they got but Seth. not enough. But yeah. like, I still moves, don't, I still just don't think Simmons and Embiid's going to do anything. Or I just don't. Until they split those two up and they decide to fully build around just primarily one of those guys. I think they're going to be in the same. So I think they're just going to be in limbo. I personally think they just need to cut ties with Embiid. Get what you can. I've talked about this before. Tell me how. Listen, just straight up. Don't forget all other moving pieces. Whatever. Just and beat it for Bam out of Bayou. Straight up. I think that makes the Sixers better. I think you that, think Embiid's the best center in the NBA, sure. But just for how the Sixers play and how Ben Simmons plays, Bam Adebayo would be the most perfect center for Simmons in that offense. Just a center that runs the court can make highlight plays, um, high-energy plays, plays phenomenal defense, can score the ball. Simmons can get him going in the bat, uh, in the paint. I just don't think, like, just the way Embiid plays. Like, he's slow. He shoots too many shots, and he bricks a lot of shots. And he's just – if it was the early 2000s, late 1990s, yeah, I'd, I'd think that he'd be one of the best players. But in all honesty, he's not. I, I think he's – like just the way the style NBA is might be a good Cisco player. He ain't going to win anything. That Sixers team isn't going to win anything with both of those guys. No, not at all. The Sixers need to focus on if they want to truly be successful and make a run, they need to build around Ben Simmons. Cause that is the closest 
I mean, for being honest, that's really one of the closest things to LeBron. I mean, if you look at the style of play, like right out of college, like that's literally like a, a mini LeBron, like a pro. And many, 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 many will agree with you, Dante. Now, I'm many. not saying that when LeBron came out of high school, he couldn't like shoot like well, like not the way he, he's gotten better as the years have gone on, but he could shoot. He had like a little fadeaway. He had a little mid-range. The only difference between that is that Simmons, Simmons can't shoot. And the problem with Simmons is that in each year that has, that he's played, he hasn't necessarily gotten better. No. He's just kind of put up the same stats and just kind of has been the same type of player. And it's easy to predict, predict what he's going to do next. So two things. One, Sixers need to focus on having Ben Simmons get better, just improve, just get better. And then two, I hear a dog barking. And two, get rid of Embiid. And then you can start making some noise. Until Simmons, as long as Simmons and Embiid are on the same team, the Sixers aren't going to go anywhere. I stand by that, and I'm not going to change my mind about that until they prove otherwise. I said, I said this before the matchup. I said, listen, if the Sixers beat us and they prove me wrong, I'll eat my words. They have not. They have yet to prove me wrong, and I do not think I'll be wrong about this. So that's where I stand with the Sixers. I, I don't know if you want to add in anything there, but that, that's just how I feel about that. The fact that the Sixers are even ranked fourth, like I said, they got Curry. They, they got rid of Horford. It's cool. Doesn't put them as a top four seed. It just doesn't. I think it is very hard to argue with everything you said. Um, I also think that they've been given enough chances to prove that they're not going to work. It's just three years. It, three it's just, years. I mean, I, and they had Jimmy Butler too. And it's like, that was the closest they could have gotten. Cause Jimmy, you know how, I mean, we all Jimmy know Jimmy Butler, Butler and Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy Butler just a few years later makes it to the finals with the team. Mm-hmm. That's actually worse. If only than, you just listen to the guy that's actually trying to like, yeah, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I have to agree with you on that. It's one or the other. Like you can't have both of them because they're just not going to work. You can't have Embiid be your shooter and have and have Simmons be your big guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just Yeah, if you want to have a big man that can shoot, go and get a big man that can stretch the floor and play defense and stuff that and probably is quicker. And be literally like has bricks tied to his feet when he's on the court. Like he's just so slow and it's just it's I don't know. It's just I don't, I don't know. I just I think he's a good player. I just don't, I don't know. I, I just can't see him winning much during his career, at least as long as he's in Philly with Ben Simmons. But whatever. My, Miami would, to be honest with you, would if if you ever did Bam out at a Bayou uh, for Joel Embiid, the the Heat would get that can worse. make both of them better. I think that's a trade that can make both of them you, better. You you think I the way I was, I'm, okay all right, the he, way all right. so hear me out the way I was thinking about it was. Bam Adebayo fits a specific play style, and that mm-hmm. specific play style that Miami plays, obviously, he fits mm-hmm. perfectly. And if you put Joel Embiid in there, right, with all the stuff you're saying with how slow he is and everything like that, I honestly think it would hurt their speed of play. And, and I think, and I think they I would agree. get worse. And I think they would get worse. To that point, I agree. I think – the way the offense is run, I think Bam Adebayo, like I said, like next to Ben Simmons, just like building around, truly building around Ben Simmons and having him like, like just owning the offense. Bam Adebayo would be perfect next to him, just running the floor, getting yeah. open looks, this and that. I think the Heat offense, I agree. I think you know they're a little fat, they're fast paced. They have a system that they work with. Um, I don't think you know maybe they wouldn't be better. I don't know how much worse they would be with Embiid because I do think even yeah. though you lose you lose at a Bayou, 
you're still bringing in like a 24 point per game, like 12 rebounds. He can play. Big, de- yeah. I, I, listen, like I'm not, he's not bad at all. No, no. I mean, if you think like top centers in the NBA, he's top three. I mean, I'm not going to take that away. That's just the truth. It's just the way he plays and stuff. I think, you know, just Embiid being in the center, like Embiid being at the center position, then you got guys like Butler, Hero, Duncan Robinson around him. Like, I think it's pretty easy to just throw it in the paint to Embiid, post, like go up in the post, maybe he gets double teamed, he tosses out to a shooter or something. I feel like just the way he plays might complement those, like, comp- like those role players that. more. Yeah. Like that's where I'm coming from there. But I do agree. I don't know how much I, – I, I, I wouldn't do it if I was Miami. If I was Miami, I wouldn't touch it. If I was the Sixers, I would. But if I was Miami, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything like that. Um, I don't think they would get like. I'm not saying like Miami would be a lot worse off with. It would be Embiid. different. It would, they would definitely it, have it, to run things differently. Yes, it would just yeah. hurt how they play basketball. And, and think, not for nothing, we Embiid and Jimmy Butler did play together a few years ago, and they're not teammates for a reason. So yeah, yeah right. At the end exactly. of the day, it's like you know, it's like whether you. Uh, um, Talent wise, maybe, but like behind the scenes locker room, it, it probably wouldn't work out anyways. But I mean, I don't know. Food for thought. Um, but yeah, so those were the rankings. All right, let's talk about one more thing before we end this. Um, this is just a very, very, very small rumor. Had not nothing that blew up. It's just a quote. It's just like you know, a a, a, le- a source. Take it with a tiny grain of salt. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to make this any bigger than what it is. Um, there was a quote where it was said that, you know, just talking about the Celtics and, you know, where they are and stuff. I want to actually bring up the, um, the actual thing right now. So I read it word for word. Um, it was, who is the writer? It was David Aldridge. He worked, he writes for the athletic and they were just talking about, um, he said the Celtics are still centered around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now both signed to long-term extensions with Marcus smart in, in parentheses, who's not ungettable pro league sources and Kemba Walker back and strong support roles. So he brought up Smart and Kemba, and he just had to throw in that Marcus Smart is quote-unquote not ungettable, basically meaning that he's not untouchable, which is something that we all should know, but it makes you think. Tatum and Brown are the only two guys on the Celtics that are untouchable, in my opinion. Well, Tatum, Jason Tatum is the only player on the Celtics that is untouchable. I think Jalen Brown is very, very close to being untouchable, but I do think that, Danny Age is much more willing to part ways with Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. I, I, I'm not saying that he would want to, but if you had to pick one to keep one, it would definitely be Tatum, right? Now, Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of Boston, of the Celtics. Everyone loves Marcus. So this raises the question, who, if the time, would come, if the time came and Marcus Smart's name was being up in trade rumors, I don't want to trade him. I'd, I would do anything in my power to hold on to him. If there was one, if there was one trade package, Ryan, where you had to trade Marcus Smart to make it work, but you know it makes the team better, who do you like? What 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 type of trade would you make? I'll tell you right now. If Bradley Beal became available for the Celtics, I I hate that I'm saying it. I really do. But like, if you have to trade Marcus Smart and like fillers for Bradley Beal, you do that. Bradley Beal makes your team a lot better. If you're not, tra- if you don't have to trade someone like Jalen to get Bradley Beal, and you just have to trade, I'm not saying he's a bench player, but you have to trade someone that comes off the bench for Bradley Beal that put up 30 points a game last year. 
and he's Jason Tatum's best friend, you do it. I'm sorry. I, I, all the Mark, I, I'm literally staring at my Marcus Smart jersey, the very first Celtics jersey I ever bought, by the way. I don't want to trade Marcus Smart. But there are some situations, guys, where you have to eat your words of, what, of how much you love him and how much you say he's untradeable. Because if a trade like that comes on the table, you'd be stupid not to. I mean, Danny Ainge knows, knows it more than anyone. There's no – trade Isaiah Thomas. Everyone loved him. He, he, he knows that you have to make – he traded the big three uh, – not the big three, Pierce and Garnett. Sometimes you gotta, you got to break some hearts to, to get to where you want to be. In that case, you'd have to let go of Smart. But, Ryan, there was one player in the NBA – that the Celtics could get that you'd want, but you have to trade Marcus Smart for, who would it be? I, I mean, like, I can't even go away. It's tough. It's tough to think about at the top of your head. I, yeah, because I've always wanted Bradley Beal, and I think mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is, like, the way um, him and Tatum are best friends. Like, they would just be very good together, and I think it'd be actually very hard to stop. Think, um, think about this. Kemba, Bradley Beal. Jalen, Jason, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, like how do you stop? That, that's, there, there is no better starting. Lineup. I, I don't even think there's no better starting lineup in the NBA. Dante, there, I'm just I'm just gonna say that trade because that trade makes the most sense. Oh my God, there was an accident in front of my house and I didn't even realize it. Really? Wow, that car got messed up. I'm so sorry for getting distracted. But yes, no, I think. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh my god! Are they are they okay? Are they okay? Is everything? I, was... I was just looking out my window and I see a car. The whole front end is just absolutely. Oh, wrecked. oh no! Yeah, well, that's not good. I'm so sorry for getting distracted. Yeah, but no, Bra- that... Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. <laughs> for sure, I think you're shook wow. right now. All right, Bradley that... Beal for sure. I I believe. With a guy like Marcus Smart, I've always said it, I believe you need a guy like him to win an NBA championship. And mm-hmm. I believe any I agree, team, And, I, and I, I very much so agree with that. Yes. and I, I very much so agree with that. Any championship team has had one of those guys where he's nitty-gritty and he gets all the hard work done. I believe Marcus, what he was trying to do in the bubble was kind of fill the role of Gordon Hayward. So he started taking more shots. Um, he had some great games. He had, some, he had bad some bad games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very, very bad games. You know, I would love to keep Marcus smart. And I, again, I believe he is a very big piece to winning a championship. If he just relaxed with his shots a little bit, he'd be fine. But if a trade were to come up for a guy like Bradley Beal, I just don't know how you say no to that. As much as I love Marcus smart, I like everyone knows how much mm-hmm. I love Marcus smart. Like I, die for the guy like i i love the dude but it's if it just, came to a situation like that you you're giving him up i'm yeah, sorry it, it's one of those it's, it's that situation where you have to choose winning over over feelings and that's what happened with isaiah thomas i mean everyone loved isaiah thomas i mean god i mean the the dude literally played in a playoff game the day after his sister died in a car accident the dude literally like lost teeth and had to go, had to sit and get dental procedures done, and then play in a playoff game either that night or the next day. The dude literally like put it all on the line for Boston, almost like basically like put his career in jeopardy. I mean, in a sense, he he did because I mean he hasn't like been relevant since then. I'm not saying that like to be mean, but like 
no one's really given him a shot like he had in Boston. Unfortunately. But at the same time, bro, it's like you're trading Isaiah Thomas, who had a hip injury, and then Jay Crowder and Antti Zizek, who never played in a pick, for at the time, in my opinion, was a top two point guard. The only point guard that was better was Steph Curry, in my opinion. Right. Lillard really hadn't stepped Been up there, to that yeah. level yet, right? It, that's a no-brainer. And that's why I'm saying here, like, I love Marcus Smart, but at the end of the day, you make that up that 11 point per game to 30 point per game upgrade. Bradley Beal puts you, takes you to the next level. And I want to make this very, 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 very clear to people that are listening. I do not want to trade Marcus Smart. I don't. I want Marcus Smart to be a Celtic for life. All that I am saying is that there are situations where, you know, trades come up and you have to make those hard decisions. I do believe you need someone like Marcus Smart on your team to win a championship because you need that hard-nosed player that just does things that you can't teach, right? And I, I want him to be here when Boston does eventually win their next championship. But, you know, decisions have to be made sometimes at the end of the day. It's a business. It's all about winning. Um, Marcus Smart will not be traded, ladies and gentlemen, just to be traded. It's not like he's going to get traded for a first-round pick to make salaries work or to clear cap space. No, no, no. He only is going to get traded if it is for a star player like Bradley Beal. That is the only situation. And the reason why, as well, is because Danny Ainge values Marcus Smart so much where, like, he is not just going to get rid of him. Like, if he's trading Marcus Smart, like, he is going to be the centerpiece of a Bradley Beal trade. Like, he is going to be, like, the main piece that the Boston Celtics give to Washington. Like it's not like oh well oh yeah we'll just give you Marcus Smart like no 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 like you're 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 making that trade package around Marcus Smart like that I need to make very clear I'm looking at my Marcus Smart jersey and I'm telling you right now I don't want him to leave I'm just saying time comes you gotta think about that stuff but take that rumor with a very very the tiniest grain of salt that you can find take it with a grain of salt nothing to really think about I just wanted to kind of you know. Put that out there and see what you said, Ryan. Ryan's checking out his window. He's seeing what's going on over there. How is everything going, Ryan? I don't know. I can't really tell. All right. I just see a bunch of firefighters and everything. All right. Well, at least people are there. Yeah. At least they're good. Yeah. The <laughs> All right. Cool, 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 cool. Um. So, yeah. Shout out. Hopefully, those people are, are good. I don't know if they're avid. Uh, I don't know if they're <laughs> avid uh, Chasing Banners listeners, but if you are. Um, Shout I, out those people. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who they are. Uh, let's, all right. So, all right. <laughs> all right. So that's all I have to, that's all I have for today, Ryan. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there before we say goodbye to these people? <laughs> so that was hilarious. Shout out those people. Currently Listen, I've been in a car ambulance. accident before. It's scary stuff. I, oh. I, I genuinely hope those people are okay. It seems like they'll be okay. No, no, I hope they are too. I just think that was hilarious. Shout out those people. <laughs> Shout out to those people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Guy, girl. I'm actually crying girl. right now. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they got pets. In the, I want to make sure. I want to make sure. I all I gotta say is I'm sorry for going back to it, but there is just oil all over the road. Oh is, no, that yeah. car must have got really. No, destroyed. that's what I'm saying. Like this was bad. But I the final thing, God, the final thing I gotta say. Oh my god! All right, hey, just like early, deep breaths. I don't even know if those are possible. I can't. I can't. I I just want to say I'm very excited for this Celtics team. I think. I, I you don't just, even know what to say right now. I don't. I don't know. What There's to a say. lot I, going on in your head right now. I get it. There's 
this team should not be slept on. That's basically all I want to say. Don't um, sleep on the seas. They do it every year. No, they don't sleep on them. As soon as you think they got worse, they actually got better. Mm-hmm. And if if you really read um all the articles that have come out, for example, like Dante and uh, Ev Singleton, who do a beautiful job of breaking down this Celtics offseason, you'll be able to see that the Celtics did, in fact, get better. So that's all I want to say. Celtics got better. Don't sleep on the Celtics. Honestly, keep sleeping on the Celtics because then they'll overperform and then they'll exceed your expectations by a million. You'll be like, wow, this team's actually really good because yes. they are. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all you have to say. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our 20th episode of Chasing Banners. This is a, this is a, I didn't really think about it. This is a pretty big milestone for us. I mean, 20 yeah. episodes. I mean, you know, it's like you got to start somewhere. And the fact that we're still here, we're still rocking and rolling. Like I said, the last episode we put out was one of our most downloaded. I, I, if I check it, it might, it was like one below our most downloaded. So it might be now, but um, thank you guys so much for the support you give us for listening to uh, 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 both the two stupid 22, 21, 22-year-old kids just talking about <laughs> basketball, you know what I mean? It's just like this. We just like uh, shooting the shit and talking about this stuff, and uh, we appreciate everyone that checks in and listens. So my name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter. At Dante on Deck, you can find everything you need to know about me, links to my uh, articles, YouTube channel, um, uh, you can find the at, uh, you can find our Twitter account chasing banners at chasing banners. That's also in the link, uh, in my bio as well, but you can find us on Twitter there. If you want to follow the official chasing banners, Twitter account and Ryan plug your stuff in my man. You can find me on Twitter per usual at four Oh one Sheehan S H E E H A N. Um, I also got my own podcast called Sheehan's world. Yes, sir. Which, which you can find. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's, it's basically in a lot of places. Um, I have my Instagram to that, Sheehan's World Pod, S-H-E-E. Must follow, must follow. Yes, must follow, S-H-E-E-H-A-N, World, and or I forgot the S. So Sheehan's World Pod, there you go. I'm not even going to spell it. You'll figure it out. And I'm also, um, I just want to make a quick announcement um, on here also. Um, I have joined for the fans media. So I did want I did want to say that, and I will be bringing my Sheehan's World pod along with me. So Let's I'll go. be doing work for Guy Boston with this pod, which I'm so happy to do all the time with Dante and uh, do all this work for Evan. Um, and then also my Sheehan's World pod will be with for the fans media, and I'm excited for the opportunities that I have going on there. So that's awesome, man. No, I, I know I, I I respond to you when you put it on Twitter, and I said congrats. I'm super Thank hyped you. for you, bro. I, I think that's going to be awesome for you, and I mean that's just more room for you to grow. And then right. with your podcast and everything, I mean the sky's the limit. You know that. So I think that that it's gonna be an awesome opportunity for you, man. I'm, I'm super hyped for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. But Thank you. um that you anything else you want to say no man that's it that's Good. all i gotta say all right oh you, real quick i'm wearing oh, the sweatshirt evan oh evan made the teddy celtic sweatshirt i'm teddy wearing celtic. it right now i wore, thing I, ever i tweeted it out too awesome sweatshirt you can find that on uh guybossandsports.com they have the store use code banners or ban is it banner or banners i believe it's, it's one, banners. banners banners okay it's one of the two use banners to, at first um then you can save money off your order shout out uh shout out evan makes great 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 stuff um but yeah you guys know the drill until next week god bless stay safe stay healthy and most importantly 
Go Celtics. Peace out, guys. Peace, guys. Go Seas.